0: Welcome to the Responsible Finance Podcast, the official podcast of the Responsible Finance and Investment Foundation. I am Blake Good, the CEO of the RFI Foundation, a global nonprofit organization working to build awareness, promote research, and encourage convergence in the responsible finance industry, including socially responsible investment, ESG, Islamic finance, and impact investment. The purpose of the Responsible Finance Podcast is to connect you to the leaders behind innovative approaches to creating positive social impact in responsible finance. This month, we're featuring an interview with Dr. Shalini Sharma, co-founder and CEO of San Shodan and E-Waste Exchange. San Shodan was the winner of the Support Disruption for Good Challenge at the RFI Summit, which was held at Abu Dhabi Global Market in April. Welcome to the Responsible Finance Podcast, Dr. Shalini. Uh, To begin, could you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, So thank you, Blake, for inviting me for Responsible Finance Podcast. Hello, listeners, podcast fans, circular economy enthusiasts, and ethical businesses. Uh, This is Dr. Shalini Sharma, a doctorate in environment management and policy with uh, more than a decade experience in environment policy uh, management and uh, regulatory domain. Uh, Worked with India's largest industry association, CII, I also work with India's largest engineering association, that's Institute for Engineers, uh, mainly on the climate change, environmental impact assessments and management plans. That's a mandate for environmental clearance from government of India. I'm an Oxford alumna from, where I completed my business and innovation lessons. I'm Columbia University and Humboldt University alumna too, where I completed my postdoc and researched on the topics like political bill and environment and urban sustainability. Now, uh, I'm a founder and CEO of Sanchodan. That's a tech development company for a unique theme uh, that is sustainable development. Uh, we are based in India, for bis- but for the businesses and large scale projects, uh, we work globally for any manufacturing unit or organization. We march for digitization for transformation. Uh, this, as a first product, we innovated circular economy model for the electronic based management sector. Uh, that help corporate and MNCs to not only further policy compliance but perform beyond compliance. Uh, thus, responsible and ethical businesses uh, prefer the tech solution that we offer for sustainable development. Uh, Salshotan, so till now in uh, last one year and 10 months of inception, uh, has been awarded with uh, highly commended the circulars 2019 by World Economic Forum. Uh, with better together award from bmu federal republic of germany yes we are the winner of social uh, we are the winner of global sdg challenge award by responsible finance and investment uk and uh, also the winner of clean india grand challenge by department of industrial policy and promotion that's part of ministry of industry and commerce government of india
0: and you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Support Disruption for Good Challenge, uh, which you won at the RFI Summit in Abu Dhabi in April. And that was, that was in the connection with, how, with the problem of, of waste in general and you're addressing e-waste. Uh, could you give us an idea of the size of the problem, uh, both in India where you're based and, and globally, and how much electronic waste is being generated every year? How much is it increasing uh, each year?
1: Yes, uh, according to the data in public domain uh, India produces approximately 2 million, 2 million tons of electronic waste annually, uh, but actually it is far more than these records uh, because the fact remains that more than 90% of electronic waste goes to the informal sector. Worldwide around 45 million metric tons of electronic waste was, is a data for year 2016 and it's increasing set to be increasing about 15% per annum. Uh, but of course, India and uh, many other Southeast Asian countries are fast developing economy, and the purchase power is quite high. Uh, so the population in India is also quite tech savvy. Uh, thus India is a big market for electronic manufacturers. Ideally, if we see the practical scenario, I think EVs is increasing to more than twenty percent by annum.
0: And is the is the problem that that each of these countries facing is a problem that they can only be. It can only be addressed uh, completely uh, from a global perspective that, that deals with the flows between countries of, of electronics and e-waste.
1: Uh, yeah, if we deep dive in uh, supply chain and try to solve the e-waste managed practically, it is not a global problem, uh, especially in the terms of implementing this solution. Uh, it is made as a global concern because of the export of e-waste uh, to the weaker economies. Uh, strong economies used to think that they are donating e-waste for the good cause, uh, but actually they were exploiting the weaker economies, it seems. Uh, but in last two, three years, that this trend is uh, changing. Of course, uh, this is an impact of awareness pouring in due to the Basel, Rotterdam and Stockholm Convention uh, that is being signed by different countries now. Uh, but yes, countries are realizing the direct negative impacts of the treatment of such hazardous waste in the environment space, in their environment space. Uh, so e-waste means uh, plastic meanings should be solved within the country. That is what I think uh, countries like USA, Canada, and others, when they export their e-waste to the countries like China, Bangladesh, or India, uh, now China and India, they have stopped accepting such imports to some extent. Uh, Bangladesh and China is also feeling flooded. So they are also trying to minimize the imports. And of course, the tree of uh, uh, denying the acceptance of e-waste or any type of waste to treat or process this in their own countries, uh, this trend is increasing. So countries are denying the acceptance of any kind of waste. In fact, if we just look at e-waste a bit differently, it is a bunch of around 80 metals and materials that is packed in one rectangular box ideally you have taken out such of the such metals down from the earth you have mined it and given it a shape and packed it and now this has to find its way either back to the earth which is not possible or go back into the economy so what is happening in between that that only need to be streamlined so this is how we think uh, about the e waste and our technology and our innovation. We are trying to streamline the process that is happening between mining and the use. Uh, there is no tried and tested way readily available for this, of course, so it's a work in progress at present.
0: And so you mentioned that there's that there's sort of man, many components to it. There's both the domestic within each market that's creating the e-waste. And then there's also been the, uh, been the problem uh, of waste going from uh, developed countries to developing countries and, and export. And it seems like it's a difficult problem to solve because there can be value created in the, some of the recycling, but it's, it, it doesn't seem like it's incentivized properly uh, for the best, best handling uh, of the materials in the, in the countries where the, the waste is created. How can those incentives be be improved in, in terms of uh, incentivizing uh, the producers and users of the electronics? to to more properly dispose of that?
1: Uh, Sanchodan thinks coordination and communication is easy with the digital technologies and mediums that are available in market today. Uh, Probably the scenario was not same five years back, but now we are having industry 4.0 that is revolutionizing all the segments. Uh, So yes, incentivizing against e-waste is not being done by the governments uh, at present. And of course they cannot do it. Uh, So public-private partnership is an ideal model uh, what we think for the e-waste management segment. Uh, We have been talking to some of the state governments in India on these lines. We are yet to see the acceptance, uh, maybe uh, due to the procurement and other related issues. Uh, But yes, any challenge in e-waste management sector can be solved, at least in today's era. And we from Sanshodan have innovated to ensure the last mile connectivity coordination issues, incentives, policy compliance, IP protection, and end of life, and moved ahead to develop the circular economy model for the electronic waste management. And all this doable today, at least through the technology intervention. That is what we believe. And of course it is, uh, because in uh, we have even one live example from government of India. Uh, there is a portal that is called as gem portal for the procurement. So when we can have an online system that is a transparent system, technology-based system for the procurement, then why why not an online and transparent system for the reverse logistic also? So it is completely doable.
0: Is that a is that a way that the companies that are participating in that uh, when they're when they're acquiring electronics can be uh, become more focused on how to mitigate the the risks that they might have from non-compliance with uh, with disposal in the future?
1: Uh, yes, currently they are uh, there is an EPR compliance as a mandate in, uh, in place in India. Uh, so uh, there are some penalties also associated with it. Uh, say in April 2019 uh, the EPR for some of the companies was suspended and and, and they are quite a big electronic and electrical uh, giants known worldwide. So yes, uh, regulations are becoming strict. Uh, Probably companies will realize the requirement of uh, digitization for APR compliance.
0: So up until this point, we've been talking about the physical problems of an ever-expanding mountain of electronic waste, of which only part is recycled properly to close the loop, as you might say, in terms of transition towards a circular economy. There's a coordination problem that we just discussed, but from a financial perspective, it seems that the problem isn't solvable unless there's either a tangible benefit for people and for companies to properly dispose of weed waste or a substantial cost if it's not disposed properly. Uh, you mentioned that there are some penalties associated with noncompliance on the disposal, but have there been a- efforts to increase the incentives, either positive or negative, and have they been successful?
1: Uh, yes. Yes. Um... So everybody thinks that the electronic product cost is so high. Uh, so like the purchasers, the buyers, they think that electronic product, they, they are so costly and they buy it at such a high cost. So when they invest so much while buying the product, then at least some part of that cost should come back to them while they dispose their electronic base. And that's a key mentality behind any user of electronic product here, at least here in developing countries. So while selling, no one sees e-waste as a waste. They say that still there is a small value involved in it, attached to it. Even for recycler, there is some value, maybe only good enough for him to sustain his expenditures, but some value is attached to e-waste. Multinational companies are generally uh, seen to export their e-waste to the developing or these developed economies in order to save the cost of e-waste disposal or dismantling in their own country, for example, US or UK, or other developed countries, developed countries and their companies, if they are based in China or India or Bangladesh, sometimes we hear them with a version saying that at least one of our offices there in other developing countries. So we will export our electronic waste over there or donate it to another country. But actually. If the same e waste is dismantled and recycled in developed countries, the cost is quite high. So ultimately, we have seen that economic benefit is the key to this business, uh, like and companies would like to build on, even while disposing their e waste, uh, because they just look at the economic value, whereas the social and environmental cost is always ignored.
0: Right. And so when they're looking at that narrow perspective, then there seems to be a greater benefit for not closing the loop. There seems to be greater benefit for imposing social and environmental costs on others Mm -hmm. uh, that don't get picked up in the economic uh, costs. Mm -hmm. What's the next step in terms of doing more than just making it easier for people to do the right thing, uh, but make the proper disposal of e-waste the default option for consumers and for companies who are using electronics every day?
1: uh, In the terms of uh, banking or the investment, I think it is absolutely possible to uh, track the company's performance on the production and consumption patterns. We see uh, the businesses from Japan are well known uh, to practice the world-class standards uh, like Lean or Six Sigma or Balance Sheet, Scorecard, etc. throughout their operations. And they, of course, analyze each and every aspect in detail. Uh, but in developing and least developed countries, uh, these, especially the companies where such standards are not implemented, or not cutting across all the operations vis-a-vis a global standard uh, then issues emerge uh, for example and company from europe or japan may not be following the same social environmental and economic parameters in their own unit in india or other developing country uh, and we know such various companies uh, so that's from sanchotan uh, We develop the technology in such a manner that uh, it makes easier for the businesses to track their production, consumption, and so-called waste management patterns uh, through the digital technology system. We have named it as ReCirculate. That's our trademark. And uh, ReCirculate helps the businesses to develop the circular economy model. So That means end-to-end assurance for not really creating any kind of pollution, but to develop the circular economy models.
0: Yeah, that seems like a, a really useful tool because we found in, in the Islamic Finance ESG Outlook report that we released with Refinitiv at the RFI summit, that waste management was one of the, the key environmental and social uh, impacts of mm-hmm. sectors financed by Islamic banks. And mm-hmm. it cross-cut across most of the banks worldwide. And so if, there, if there's this problem where their immediate economic costs are lowered by increasing uh, indirect environmental and social uh, mm-hmm. costs on others, yeah. then that presents a risk that it um, that those externalized costs could one day come back and, and be internalized on the business. And so yeah. as they're looking at what they're financing, more
1: mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that
0: they can assess how, how well the companies they're investing in and financing mm-hmm. are managing their e-waste, it seems like that could be something that would be a valuable tool for them in Managing their own their own risks.
1: Yeah. From- yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the current requirement, actually, uh, because when the cost of uh, the waste management is externalized, or the social and, and environmental costs are not considered uh, while developing or establishing or operating any business, uh, then these kind of things happen: that export of waste or ignoring the waste or putting it out into the ecosystem. But as soon as the cost of manufacturing or establishing the unit will start considering the cost of the social and environmental impacts. Also, they will always find it very easy and cost-effective to manage their waste within their boundaries. So I think the time has come that companies should start, uh, say, managing or accounting the whole cost of setting up their business and, and operating their business. So this is a perfect time for them to consider internalizing the cost of social and environmental costs. also.
0: I think that makes perfect sense. And, and it sounds like uh, Santraden has uh, been developing and continuing to work on uh, on tools that, that can help uh, increase the integrity of the, of the reporting process and the tracking process for the management of e-waste. As I mentioned before, you were the winner of the Support Disruption for Good Challenge, at the RFI Summit. Uh, what's been happening since we were in Abu Dhabi in April uh, with Santraden, and what do you have planned over the next year in order to support companies uh, that want to demonstrate how they're handling their E-waste properly?
1: Uh, so first of all, uh, I thank you uh, and all the jury members for selecting Shodan as a global winner of SDG Challenge. Uh, after receiving the award at Abu Dhabi, uh, we met MBRF Accelerator and also ADGM, and we are in process to initiate a subsidiary in Middle East. Uh, SDG Award has helped us uh, quite a lot to initiate this process, uh, which also means that it's a start for us to go global. Uh, We have uh, two responsible companies, that is, multinational companies keen to organize their electronic waste, as well as all of their waste streams. So thus, we are working with them at present. And we hope uh, that more responsible and ethical businesses will onboard uh, to own, uh, recirculate, uh, that and Sunshudan's innovation to organize uh, the e-waste and streamline all other kind of waste uh, uh, for building the value chains and circular economy. And uh, we can do it, of course, for any manufacturing unit or organization. Uh, also, we found that companies, uh, those are having electronic-based and plastic-based EPR compliance as a mandate. In, in, and they are not only in India, but they are global companies. Are keen to implement recirculate. Uh, thus, we are expanding in plastic waste management segment, textile and paper too. And this is happening due to the market demand. Uh, we add value by our core function, that is digitization for transformation, uh, where we help businesses to move beyond compliance and while enabling social, environmental, and economic value out of waste in whichever country they operate.
0: Thank you. Um... Congratulations again on winning the SDG Challenge. Uh, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. I uh, we'll look forward to hearing more updates soon.
1: Thank you, Blake. Thank you so much. We look forward for continued association.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Responsible Finance Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. If you want to stay updated about RFI's work, you can find the links to subscribe to our newsletter on our Twitter feed, at RFI Foundation. You can also follow me at Sharing Risk. If you have suggestions about the podcast, drop us an email at info at rfi-foundation.org or tweet it to us at RFI Foundation. Hope you'll join us for our next podcast.